4: Good evening uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you for joining us this evening. An excellent uh, panel this evening. We have two lions with us. We have one lion which is that rare breed which is a lion who was on a uh, winning test series. Uh, We have the 1983 Dorking under 16 tennis champion. That's me, I'm not a lion. (coughs) And uh, we have the uh, Sunday Times uh, rugby correspondent who has covered every Lions match, on every Lions tour since 1972, something like that, Nin- 1983. Uh, so uh, please can you welcome uh, Steve Jones here at the Sunday Times, uh, Stuart Barnes uh, of uh, uh, 1993 Lions fame and uh, covered every tour since then, and Lawrence Delaglio, part of the winning 97 tour. Right, we've been um, nattering so along, uh, and we can do Q&A now. And there's some beer here as well. <laughs> uh, there, there are some microphones going around. Do you think there's any weakness to the All Blacks game at all? There's embarrassing <laughs> silence from <laughs> up here. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I'll start off. Um, uh, the, the, the man that they think is the superstar, the, the, um, uh, the new Dan Carter, or the better than Dan, as, they, as some of the New Zealand media have said, is. Um, is Bowden Barrett, uh, who is an outstanding attacking force. Uh, if anyone watched um, his team, the Hurricanes, play against the Crusaders a week and a half ago, the Crusaders um, they they smashed the uh, the Hurricanes up front, and Bowden Barrett was a number ten playing an I'm going backwards game, and he hated it. So I think that would be the uh, the way forward. It, it, maybe that's just obvious, but you have to make Bowden Barrett go backwards, and he doesn't like it.
3: Of course, of course, there are weaknesses. No, every team's got weaknesses,
2: including the All Blacks. No question. Well, yeah, there's there's no doubt that the modern the rules of the modern game, whatever you call them, laws. But you hold on if you it allow you to hold on to the ball for long periods of time, uh, particularly at set piece and the phase play in attack, um, and the, the best way to nullify a team that's as skillful as the All Blacks is to hold on to the ball for periods of time. Um, and if, if the Lions are prepared to do that um, and not turn the ball over, because we all talk about how wonderful the All Blacks are, and of course they are great, but most of their, a lot of their best rugby comes from turnovers, um, because they've got that devastating um, speed of thought and speed of foot uh, you know, to, to capitalise on that. So the Lions can hold on to the ball for long periods of time, then I think that they can starve New Zealand of possession. And the, and, and the flip side of that is that undoubtedly there will be times where New Zealand have massive purple patches during the games and you have to defend like your life depends on it. And every single man has to do that. The only way we won in New Zealand was by going through huge you know, numbers of plays by just defending like your, you know, like your life depends on it. And, and, the, and we haven't seen that kind of level of defence from any of the lines yet. But we will do.
0: And there's, it would be remiss of me to say, having praised New Zealand to the hilts, they have absolutely nobody to kick goals, which can be quite important. They're shit kickers.
2: <laughs> OK, uh, over if, here. If it's, Literally. Close, if it's close enough for that, yeah. All
1: right, we've uh, talked a lot about the players, and uh, we saw when Eddie Jones took over England, a massive transformation in the uh, performance of the England team. Do we think that Warren Gatlin's got
2: the tactical nous to win in New Zealand? Lawrence, you're a Warren man. Well, uh, well, first of all, I think he's the right appointment because, you know, it, because of the reasons that we've discussed already. It's such a tough assignment. And, um, you know, he has been part of a uh, uh, he's, he's been a coach for, on two Lions series. He has won a, a Lions tour. Um, He's also played against the Lions, um, and I think people have to understand how much that counts for. Warren Gatlin divides opinion, particularly if you're Welsh, because obviously you think, well, the power Warren Ball game is kind of finished, really. But, um, you know, he's coached the England with Wasps, he's coached the Irish national team, he's coached the Welsh national team, um, and there's only three Scots on tour anyway. So, um, <laughs> so he, he, he does understand how, you know, the, the mindset of each of those nations and how to bring those people together. Um, and as you say, he played for Waikato against the Lions, so he knows exactly what's coming down the line in those midweek games.
0: No, um, not, mu- not much that day while I was
2: playing. We were hopeless. 36, whatever it was. Yeah, it. Nothing
0: came down the lines from the Lions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. So, um, you know, he, I think he does understand tactically how to play the game. Whether he's got the personnel to tactically play the game the way he wants, he's got to find a way of winning, isn't he, against the All Blacks? And uh, to your point, you know, where are their weaknesses? Well, you know, we've got to try and beat them up up front. I know that sounds very simple um, and very sort of caveman-like, but we do have to try and beat them up up front. And you know, I like to think that he's picked a, a set of forwards that can um, can make it a real battle. I think oh, on the on the
4: Warren front. Um, uh, a lot of people would say, and I sort of may, maybe would agree that Joe Schmidt is the tactically the sort of the, 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 the ultimate mastermind in European rugby at the moment, and he planned that amazing victory in Chicago, etc. Uh, but I wouldn't say that he would be the man to to bring a Lions squad together that he's never ha- had had never done before, never been um, uh, part of a Lions group before. He doesn't know how it works, and he likes to micromanage and be in, in charge of absolutely everything. And, and I just don't think you can, you can. that doesn't work on a Lions tour, you're just running, you're running, you've got to put it together so quickly, you haven't got time to put together a tactical masterpiece that you've been planning for six months like you did in Chicago.
3: I think Warren is vastly underrated as a man, as a coach, and as a Lion, and um, I think he's completely the right man. You can't do the Joe Smith thing, because Joe Smith needs six months to yeah. get the team right. Warren's got two days, so... I know he's, he's, he's divisive pinned as Lawrence says, but uh, he's, he's absolutely the right man at the right time. S- Smith would have been the wrong man in the, in the way that Clive Woodward was the wrong man.
0: Clive took a long time to build a very great England team, the greatest England team, the greatest Northern Hemisphere team we've ever seen, but it took Clive an awful long time to do that different project. Paul O'Connell said to me, he said, the great thing about Getty is you can do 10 minutes training with him and everybody understands they're on the wavelength and they know exactly what they've got to do. And I said to Paul, but doesn't that also mean the opposition can look at you and after 10 minutes they think, I know exactly what they're doing. And there is an element of that, but that goes back to what Lawrence says. You have to be straightforward, you have to be simple, you have to know what you're doing and you have to rely then on power. You have, he's,
2: yeah. a, he's, gets, he's got a week with the players. We've got a week and then they've yeah. got to get on the wavelength and have a game plan to go out there and, and play. And you, you, know, you have to keep it very, very simple. simple yeah. and, and the other side of it is on the social side, which... Uh, you know, agatti understands how to do that, too, really well. <laughs> I could tell you that as well, and we mustn't forget that, because, <laughs> because, you know, part of being a lion is about having fun, um, and, you know, and, and you take that out on the field, because you can't take that much training with you, so you need to bond with your mates, don't you?
1: Thank you. Uh, you guys have just sat there and said there's, uh, you touched on the oh psychological side. <laughs> 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 that the Lions have to believe that they can win. And then you sat and virtually all of you have said you think they'll lose 3-0. Will you be writing stuff like that in the papers where they read it? Bloody right. Or no, will you, you actually be saying they can win and helping to give them
0: self-belief? No. Our job is not to help give them huh? self-belief. Our job is to try and write as accurately and interestingly as we can, I think, isn't it? It's, uh, we're, not, we're not Do you not accept
1: you have an influence?
0: No, listen, if we got an influence on the Lions, the Lions have got absolutely no chance. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's, like, that's like saying when we, we give a coach a load of stick and saying he's terrible and he should go, and he gets sacked, and they say, well, it's your fault, you got him sacked. It's not. It's you lost 15 of your last 16 internationals. It really isn't anything to do with us. Our job, we're not part of the Lions, not part of an entourage. Some national rugby presses are. They feel that's their job. I certainly know I could speak for Steve next to me. It's certainly not ours at all. You know, yeah, it doesn't, I mean, ma- it doesn't I, matter I, what we I,
2: I, I didn't look for the, to the Times, the Sunny Times, for my self-belief. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I left, I left Stuart Barnes, Barnes to my mum, to be fair. <laughs> a, she, she, she was a far better critic than I was. <coughs> uh, good uh, D-
4: good, good question, here with. The
2: I'm looking forward
1: to the best combination of 9 and 10. The Welsh, Scrum Half, and the English, Farrell. I think that's going to be the most exciting thing that the All Blacks, both of them, are hated players. Both of them are individualists. And both of them can cause problems for the All Blacks.
4: Uh, I sort of think you said it there with individualists. I, I, I love Reece Webb. I love watching him play. but. Um, as someone put it once, Reese Webb plays for himself and Conor Murray plays for the team. Um, uh, so I would have Murray over him any day. I think he's a, um, a, a, an infinitely better um, organiser of a team. And he's, an, he's the best uh, kicker of all the nines going there as well. So um, I, I, I love the, the, the spark that Reese Webb brings, and he maybe will turn a test or a, or a game at, at some, some stage coming off the bench. Um, anyone?
3: What? Well, just, hang on. So he can turn the test, but you don't want him in the team?
4: Yeah, bring him on at the end.
3: What's that, what's that phrase you used that one place for the team and one for. That's meaningless twaddle. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? Is it with respect? No, no, no. <laughs> I think that was with disrespect. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to put it like that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a, it's a great question, and I think those two would be a great half-back combination.
0: I think they'd be a great half-back combination for about 25 minutes at the end. I'm going to go with Owen here for the simple reason... That's meaningless. Sorry, that's meaningful brilliance. This is meaningful brilliance. <laughs> Thank you, Owen. You're perceptive. Um, Rhys Webb has got great pace. He, he's got a quicker eye for a gap than Conor Murray, and when you play this test series, the gaps are going to come later when there's a little bit more tiredness and defenses are a bit more ragged. Conor Murray's job has got to do is to put the Lions in a position to win in games with an hour to go. Sorry, with an hour gone. They've got a box kicked well. He's got to, he's got to marshal his forwards. We're thinking that's the way. The Lions can't play wide. Uh, Reece Webb is an individualist who makes things happen that will break fields up. The Lions don't want to break a field up. I think the Lions want to actually keep the field intact. They want to squeeze it. The, the narrower a pitch, the less the individuals can come into their own. They've got less room. The wider a pitch, the more you bring Savir and Israel Dag and Ben Smith and Nea Scudder into play. So you pick a scrum half to tighten it, and then when the game is there to be won, you then explode to life. And I, I think it's, it has to be a Murray. Go
2: back to our point around how many people have actually beaten the All Blacks, I don't know if any of you watched that game in Chicago, but Connor Murray was magnificent. And therefore, you know, just in terms of the fact, just to say, let's have at least one that's beaten the All Blacks, you know what I mean? And, and, and actually leading, leading the team and just getting that self. He was magnificent. And he probably will be playing against Aaron Smith. I don't know. Yeah, likely. I, I think likely against Aaron Smith. And, and I think that, you know, for, it, for the Lions to win, you need to outdo your opposite number. And that's not going to happen in every position, but it needs to happen at 9 and 10. And Connor Murray could conceivably do that.
4: OK. Uh, this lady here. Um, first of all, uh, Lawrence, huge fan, and for everyone else as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why is that so funny?
2: I've got as red as a lion's shirt,
4: <laughs> So you talked about the uh, intimidation tactics of the New Zealand blacks, and all of you talked about these urinals that they have, where, you know, whatever happens, and where they like to win on the field and off the field. I used to live in Hong Kong, and one of my memories of being in Hong Kong was the All Blacks came out, they did this big intimidation dance. Why do you guys allow that? Should you guys be doing your own dance? <laughs> and, and, then, and then if, if, if you're allowing the blacks to do this dance, just as an on-court rule, should you have like a scripted reaction to it? You know what,
3: of all, all the functions I've done, over the, in decades and decades and I mean it. That is easily the finest question I've ever been asked. It's absolutely brilliant. The all blacks portray the hacker as some incredible devotion to the indigenous population, i.e. the Maoris of New Zealand. It, Bullets. <laughs> it's, it's, done, it's done to intimidate the opposition. There is nothing, not a shred of indigenous Maori in, in it whatsoever. It's done to intimidate the opposition. They insist on doing it in a certain way. If you react to it in a certain way, it's wrong. If you react to it in a different way, that's also wrong. If you run away from it, it's wrong. If you, if you stare them down, it's wrong. And um, I'll give you one example. A few years ago, they want they always want to do the hacker last before the kickoff. they went to Cardiff and the Welsh rugby union as they're perfectly right uh, entitled to do said right you do the hacker fine after that we'll have the Welsh national anthem which is a home game for Wales and the anthem means as much to any Welsh person as any hacker ever meant to a Kiwi and they refused to do it and they did it like spoiled kids in their dressing room great question (laughs)
5: <laughs>
4: the man, man standing at the back there
5: Thanks you so much um, Lawrence, I love your shirt too um, It's very nice um, <laughs> I haven't met you before by the way um, <laughs> More on a structural thing um, It seems when you get great um, competitive sporting occasions um, We had Anthony Joshua against Klitschko um, we get the Ryder Cup, and yet we seem to be speaking about the fact we're on a back foot from the moment we leave the country. And there's only three weeks to go before their first tour match. Whether it's a provincial match, they're ready for us, and I, I, I just cannot understand why we are so unprepared. Well,
3: there's a week and a half to go before the first tour match.
5: Exactly right. Yeah. Th- that's my point: is when we get the greatest occasion in rugby history, us against. The New Zealanders, the Australians, the South Africans, we get the Lions, we bring them all together, and yet we get so little time. uh, Lawrence, I think you were saying about the first time you meet your fellow Lions in the dressing room, you're going out for a provincial game or a Walmart game, and it's the first time you get to meet them, actually play together. There's not enough time to make this a great sporting occasion. There's too much um, with the Southern Hemisphere sides, to me, that gives them an advantage. Yeah, They yeah, come over in that, the, the I mean, I autumn... Don't, I don't think we disagree
2: with you. Everything is set up to fail. I mean, I, you know, that's the whole unique nature of the Lions Tour. You know, it's you're playing on the other side of the world against one of the three best sides in the world, in this case, the best side of the world, by some considerable distance, and you've only, only got a week together. I mean, where, I mean, it's like the old amateur tour, let's turn up on Thursday, play Saturday. Right. I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it really genuinely is. And so that's why the odds are stacked massively against you, right. and why. We, we're not meaning to sound negative up on stage, but we're no, just no, trying to, no, just I, try I, to I, lay the facts in front of you. I,
4: I, I don't think you'd find anyone who would disagree with you that yeah. this is a preposterous, ludicrous setup that they've yes. that they've yeah. been dealt. And, and it's
2: the last time, probably, that it will exist like this. because okay. The old For, agreement will either be will be te- torn up, and uh, I mean, I don't even go into the financial arrangements okay. of the tour itself because I, I, I don't. You. I, just, you all. I just
5: view it as a, an amazingly emotional, fantastic sporting occasion which is ruined by poor planning yeah and that's but, just ridiculous but, but if
2: you think about it, the popularity of the last lines to Australia saved the Australian Rugby Union mm. yeah. they made so much money from that tour that Australian Rugby is still going now I yeah. mean you know that's not I don't think it's dramatic enough to say that you know it's it, it is commercially just one of the biggest things in, in the sport has um, and but it's it's by no it's not like the Ryder Cup where you know that's 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 even because no side comes together um, you know they all come together at the same time this is completely one-sided and until a few years ago we used to have their referees as well so it's that they've actually evened it up a tiny bit
3: well warren warren Gatland, at the end of every tour where he's been on being assistant coach or coach everyone does a tour report warren told me that this time he's not even going to bother to, to a report because he always says give us four weeks to prepare um and he, this time he said i'm not even going to do it i'm not going to write a word and uh, it's just appalling. The, the Kiwis, uh, the New Zealand economy on the last tour in official figures made $99 million. And yet the New Zealand rugby authorities would not put this tour back one week. Yeah. They were asked, they would not put it back one week.
5: Anyway, just saying.
2: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
5: and that was a team that was pr- pretty well un- underprepared as well, so we can do it.
4: Do you agree with Sam Warburton being chosen as captain? Yeah.
2: Do we agree with Sam Well, Yes, I mean, uh, yes. I mean, there's no doubt he's got experience. New Zealand is not a place to met, you know, to go without too much experience, you know, because the, the role of the captain is huge, isn't it? And it's, it's a difficult role. It's not just about on the field either. Off the field, there's an enormous amount of responsibility. He's the f- second player in Lions history to, in the modern e- era, to captain the tour twice and, you know, without doubt, he's just going to need a lot of help from a lot of people.
3: Did you ask the question because you think he should or shouldn't be? just wanted your opinion. Well, I, OK, fair enough. I, I, I think he's one of the most underrated players and underrated blokes. He's an absolutely wonderful guy. And just because um, you're not loud and, and, and sort of bawdy and acquisitive as, ca- as captain doesn't mean you're not a great captain i think there are different sorts of captain but i think sam Warburton is absolutely the right man yeah i think there's an issue
0: <laughs> <laughs> i told you earlier i was morose i've got the eeyore in me tonight
3: you know um, <laughs> <laughs> my problem is with. oh uh, it's uh, well, that's not going to your problems it'll be your old night yeah that's true. <laughs>
0: When he was announced, I said Lions will lose if Sam Warburton is captain, so I've sort of laid my marker out. But with Billy Vanapola out there, it makes it even more important that they've got carrying power as well. I, I felt in 2013 against Australia, Warburton got man of the match in the second test, but the Lions lost. He got man of the match because he made so many tackles and he was brilliant at the breakdown on the back foot. My point of view is unless the Lions have a pack that go forward, they cannot win because playing on the back foot against New Zealand, they're too good, they will absolutely destroy you. Men of the match shouldn't be the blokes who make the, the most tackles unless it's the, my, my theory of heroes because the more tackles you make, true Lawrence, the more likely you are to lose. And if you play in New Zealand, it's almost certain you'll lose. So I would like a slightly more, a stronger ball-carrying, sort of Sean O'Brien type. But I agree with Steve, he's a, he's a, he's a top bloke
3: Coming back to Launchbury comments from earlier on, but also tying into the captaincy question, do you think Alan
4: Wynne-Jones is picked to be the midweek what captain? No, I think he'll be in the testing. I think he's a very fine player. I well, think he could have been the captain himself, but I think he's not the right person to be a captain in New Zealand because I think he'll um, put the backs of the New,
2: of the New Zealanders
4: up. I, don't, I, I think there's a certain diplomacy that, War- that uh, Sam Warburton will carry out perfectly and Alan Wynne would
2: I think what you want... Um, from all your players, is every game you get picked for the Lions, you go out and you lay a marker down for the, guard, for the rest of the people in your position. And you put out your best performance in that game. And then they go out and they, they better your performance with theirs. You know. And then you got the third game and you go out and raise the bar even higher. you know, A bit like Richard Hill and Neil Back were doing against each other. What you need is an adversary that's just going to push you and push you and push you and get more out of you. And um, if Alan Wynne-Jones does that, I'd like, I think George Cruz and Natoji and Henderson and all these guys will push the bar even further. And that's what you want because when you arrive at the New Zealand level for the test team, mm-hmm. you just pick the best two. And uh, don't care what country they're from, you just pick the best two.
3: Totally agree. To- I think uh, Allen didn't have his great this season. And I think that he's now got it all to do because he's a great player. But there's a number, of, as as there's a number of great players chasing.
0: Question here? Uh, thanks, Lawrence. Uh, I
1: told you it's just crept into the conversation. What sort of tour is he going to have?
2: Well, he hasn't put a foot wrong until last week, and I don't think he's made He's lost that many games till last week. Actually, I think he's a magnificent player. He's in his best position is in the second row, and if he goes out and plays to the level of his ability and, and keeps raising the bar, you know, we're going it, to. It's going to be a fantastic. The, whoever gets picked in the Test team is going to is going to be fantastic. So. That's all I can say. Would anyone
4: on this panel want to see Marrow at uh, at six? Because I certainly wouldn't.
2: Well, I'd like to. I'm I'm so excited about watching him in New Zealand because it's a test not just as a rugby player but as a man as well. He'll get tested on the field like he's not been tested before. And I think he's got all the tools to answer all those questions. I mean,. You can't get a good thump anymore on the field, so, um, you know, because if, if you could, he would get one, I'm sure. <laughs> but, you know, he will get examined thoroughly, on, uh, you know, and, and, you know, let's hope that our type five are better than their type five. And, and I think it, for us to, to win the series, you know, him and his mates need to go so, so well. And I, I really believe they can as well. I, I think
3: Warren, well, Warren's told me that he, he doesn't see him as a six but let's not be sort of this do this British thing about looking hope for holes in people he's a magnificent bloody player he really is he could still be there in 10 years time and really as Lauren says every hurdle he's been presented with he's leapt over it he really is a, a freak of nature and I'd, I'd love to think that he imposes himself on the Kiwis. He almost does wonderful. what
2: the Kiwis do. He whoops and hollers whenever he wins a penalty, oh, yeah. um, which is a sort of Kiwi trait, really. It's so annoying, isn't it? It's that? quite annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, is something that's, it is something that does need to be stamped out of the game across the world, quite frankly. But, but Marrow can do it over yeah, there. Yeah, but you can do it over there because the Kiwis quite like that. <laughs>
5: uh,
4: one at the back there.
1: Um, probably to the two former lines. Um, what's it like the first time in the Heineken Cup or the Six Nations when you play against the guys that you toured with for the first time?
0: Five nations in my camp. I'm quite <laughs> <old>. <laughs>
1: And
0: there was the Heineken Cup. Mm. Four nations? Five nations? <laughs> Five nations. Good try. Good try. No, Jones, he's still got a couple of years on me. Geez, uh-huh. I'm so senile, I can't remember. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, it's one of those things, it's any old tour. You, know, you, you, Once you come off the tour, you go back there and if they're on the other team against you and they're on the floor, then you say to your forwards, give them a kicking, because you're too scared to. And, and if they can get a chance to whack you, they will. Um, it, I, I don't think, Lawrence, when the tour is over, you know, afterwards, when the match is over, then you can
2: be pals with them, but game's a game, I think. Yeah, I think you can learn a lot about you. Everyone has preconceived ideas about about players. The ones you play with week in, week out, you know a lot more about. The ones you tour with on the Lions, you learn about. And, um, you know, obviously some impress you more than others, there's no doubt about that. But you, when you've been on a tour to South Africa or New Zealand or whatever for nine weeks, and you've roomed with people and you've lived with them, and you've been through all the highs and lows that a Lions tour throws up, you know, you've seen them, you know, you, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know everything about them. You know their DNA, you know everything about them. So, it does change the relationship you have with them, but at the end of the day, you, when, you, when you're in your opposition shirts, it's all about winning the game of rugby. And if you can use some of their weaknesses to help you and some of their strengths to negate that, then, then you will do, of course. But you give each other a little look and go, all right, mate. as long as you come back from a winnings lines tour, it's a slightly different look because <laughs> you go, all right, mate. <laughs> I remember you.
4: So who's the big nasty 12
1: then that you're all talking about as you've ruled out Owen Farrell?
0: At the moment, I think um, Robbie Henshaw is the likeliest <coughs> contender. We go back to, have you beaten the All Blacks? Henshaw had a fantastic... like Connor Murray, wonderful game against them in Chicago. Henshaw had the game of his life. Um, he's not the quickest, but at 12 he doesn't have to be, and I think he'll be against <coughs> probably Dominic Crotty, whose forte is not speed either. I think he can come off his line, he can smash the All Blacks at the game line. Defensively, you've got to knock him backwards there. In a fence, you've got to just try and get over the game line to get their back row playing backwards. I think Ben Te'o might, might make a push because he's quick, quicker than Henshaw. He's dynamic, but he's, he's played so little rugby at the moment that you would have to say Henshaw is the one I think Gatlin's got marked in as his big beast at 12. Theo's
4: one season too late, isn't he, Barns? one more season playing with England. Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's life got life about
0: 50 life. minutes of time. You, you never know. In a Lions tour, weird things happen. But aren't you, Lol, I, I think Henshaw at the moment it looks very much the, the
3: strongest bet. I, I I'd be interested, Slotty, just as, a, as an academic exercise, to, to, to know how that. many people in the room think Theo, who two years ago was pictured in an Irish shirt, was born in, I think, in Australia, but played rugby league for Samoa, should should be on a Lions tour, but I mean, I'm not being um, horrible about it. But I think I think there's at least a question mark. But I think Henshaw would be the 12th. Should we
4: do the academic <laughs> exercise? <here? laughs> who, who in this room would uh, would support To being in the Lions? There's a lot of non-supporters.
2: You mentioned
3: that
4: the uh, front five are going to be key to winning the tests. What would be your front five? Oh, how we do this? Um, well the, the question, we'll we'll disagree over the. Um, over the loose head, we'll disagree over the hooker. Let's start with, with the Tigers. because we'll agree on Taj Furlong. I mean, the, we... the
2: test series is, is, is in 44 days time. So, you know, we, we talk, we, the t- if the test series is tomorrow, we're, we're naming our type five. But in 44 days time, you know, when a couple of them have been exposed in New we'll Zealand, yeah, mm. If they, it's about the mm. form in you know, 44 days time. But Furlong at tight head, um, probably Jamie George at, at, at hooker. Um, or maybe, you know, who knows, Rory Best, Jamie George. Jamie George I'll go with. Um, and Mako Vanapola would be my front row. Second row. And I'd go with Cruz and Atoji.
0: I wouldn't go Mako. I think Mako's think... scrummaging is suspect. I think you've got to dominate New Zealand. That's, he, he's got to come off the bench. The, the comments we made about Reece Webb, I think, apply exactly the same to Mako, I think Ken Owen took it because I'm starting to think Jamie's also a bench man, Rory, I don't trust throwing, Furlong, Alan Wynne-Jones, George Cruz with maybe, you, starting to get this feeling, Marrow also coming off the bench,
4: very quick, I'll be talking quick. quickly now Barnes, you just <laughs> said Marrow on the bench.
0: Yeah I did say Marrow on the bench because we keep talking about what's your first top three front five to start, what's your back row, this ain't about 15 players, it's about 23. And all of us journalists as well, we tend to think, what's the starting team going to be? And it's about getting the balance.
4: The thing is, Warren has said he wants Marrow on the bench. You're not, you're, you're, you're not miles away on that one. Has he? he? He might. I mean, this was a while ago. He might, he, I mean, Marrow has been it. so good for so long that he might have moved yeah. into you know, his, sort of a, his starting 15. But, but I, I think Warren's thought that way as well.
1: Hi. I, I think we talked earlier on about how um, Ireland won <coughs> in Chicago. You know the fact that Joe Schmidt's tactical planning was, was critical, as was the fact, in my opinion, that the Irish just got under their skin and they harassed and they harassed and they, and, uh, they just didn't let them settle. And, you know, and they ended up scoring five or six tries and beating them by 40, you know, well, they put 40 points on them. I mean, that's remarkable when you think of it in any, you know, in any era. You, know, then you, you then look at um, Dublin back in, in, I think it was January, and I was at the match there, and I thought, you know, but for a couple of bad refereeing decisions, Ireland could have beaten them again. Surely the secret of beating them is going back and saying, how did we beat them then, we being Ireland, and how can we replicate that with, with the Lions? And thinking, how do you generate that, that belief, the passion, and the ability to harass them and just unsettle them in the first 20 minutes? You do that, and I think you have a really good chance of, of, of beating them. So I guess the question to the panel, and and particularly to the guys who've who've been in the lines, is how do you generate that as a coach, you know, in in a a changing room before a match, that you almost get a fever pitch?
0: The forwards have got to be, I mean, you, you have to be, if you're a halfback, and, you know, the donkeys will win ball, but remember, as I said, you've got to use it. So as a nine and 10, you have to be calm. You have to be calm, and you can't have everybody saying right let's go and smash them. Um, so there has to be a, quite a degree of control and you know I, I think nowadays a lot of the players know well before in the changing room exactly what they've got to do and the other thing I would say is playing New Zealand in New Zealand is very different to playing New Zealand in Chicago. Your point is absolutely right and I think the first 20 again questions keep coming back to each other. Conor Murray, box kick chase, pressure, get them on the back foot, smash them about a bit. That's how you do it. It's a simple way, play clever rugby, you'll
2: probably come off second best. I mean, I was a, I was a firm believer, I mean, obviously there's a very technical side of rugby, uh, which is important, but the game is about emotion and uh, you've got to find the right emotional touch points in, in those guys and connect. Mm. Some, you have to find some connection between everyone. Um, and if you can find that connection, you know, it doesn't matter who's in the changing room next door. Quite frankly, could be the all blacks, could be the all whites, could be anyone. You know, you, you all will win. And uh, you know, if we can find that right emotional connection and the chemistry amongst the coaches and the players, you know, we have what it takes to win. It doesn't matter who's next door.
1: Thank you, Lawrence. You mentioned earlier Ben Clark as being someone they'd uh, never heard of before and they wanted to keep. Who do you see being uh, taking holding that position this time round? I mean, I'm thinking someone like a Marnie or Jack Noel even. Uh, What's
2: your thoughts? Well, hopefully, all, uh, you know, if the Lions win, they'll, they'll, they'll have a lot more names that they'll want to keep and remember. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Um, you know, there's, I mean, I, I was being a little bit um, flagrant with the fact that, of course, they'll know certain players, um, you know, but there's always someone that emerges from the, from the, from the outside. And, uh, you know, it might be Maritoji, It might be, uh, might be someone who, who ends up being the player of the series. I don't know. I, mean,
3: I think we we talk talking about the front row. Furlong, the, the the Irish guy um, from, I think he's from Connaught. no, he's at um, Leinster. Mm, yeah. uh, if he has a great tour, he's got it all to do. We're all talking about him as if he's going to be the dominant force, but he has it all to do, because he's never played in that environment b- before. If he asserts himself, they've got a great chance. So I think he could be a real good barometer of the whole tour. I'm
0: just going to say, I mean, Furlong, they know him though. Furlong was outstanding in... Uh, in Chicago, alongside Jack McGrath, the loose head. Maybe there's a template, the Irish front row with a bit of Ken Owens in the middle, I think.
3: I think Jack Nowell could be a great, great um, sort of touchstone for them. I mean, he's just absolutely amazing player. I don't know if anyone was at Sandy Park on Saturday, but it was one of the most uh, times I felt the most privileged to be at a rugby match when Saracens um, played Exeter on Saturday and the reaction of the Sandy Park crowd. And Jack Nowell has got this electricity about him, which... I hope he brings out on uh, on the lines because he's a he's an ex- he's the son of an ex of of a Cornish fisherman, and I think actually that's the sort of people the lion should have, Cornish fishermen. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, we'll do we'll do take one more
2: question from from the back there. I've got the right weather for it down there anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi, uh, quite a lot has been written about taking good tourists on tour what did that mean historically and in 2017 <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think the differences will be given the skipper himself is more of a protein shake man rather than maybe a turbo shandy sort of guy
2: <laughs> better share a protein shake with something completely different on, the, on, the, on a few tours ago <laughs> 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 um, Yes. Um, I th- well, all, all I can say is that the, from my memory, the, the Lions tour, including the week that you were together before you went, is about nine weeks. And in that time, there will be massive highs and lows. You know, throughout, there'll, there'll be, you know, all sorts of emotions going through. When you win games, you know, you may end up losing games. There'll be injuries. There'll be people leaving, coming. So, you, you know, you, you, need to, you need people who are going to stick together as human beings and, and, and go through those tough times. You know, you can't be homesick. You know, not publicly anyway. Um, you know, you've really got to stick together, and I think that's the that's the key. It's probably one of the reasons why James Haskell was picked as a replacement for Billy because he is he's that guy that will bring people together in in a, in, a, in, a, in the right way. So uh, it's just that character, that that indefinable quality that we don't always measure in uh, when when we statistically review performances. It's about character, isn't
4: it? It is the it is the case that that. Warren will encourage old style touring to a certain extent, won't it?
2: Yeah. I mean yeah. He, he
4: he believes that, that, that that's what helps bond a team. Yeah. I mean he did
2: he he was known to, there was two 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 buses going to a safari and I think the driver got lost in South Africa and after they'd been on the safari for about two and a half hours, I think he stopped the buses at the service station and said, Right, this one is going back to the bar and this one is going on to the safari. You can take your pick." <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence
3: was noted as a, as a great tourist and he, he remained a great tourist and source of news even when all the games were over.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's no good.
4: <laughs> uh, on that point, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're, uh, we're done. Thank you very, very, very much Thank for you. coming uh, this evening.